So there's two readings this morning, and both are found on the same page, so that makes life easier, doesn't it? Page 1109, Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 11. Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you, who once were far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives in his spirit. We now jump down to verse 7 of chapter 3. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the lost people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this ministry, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory." For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. <clears throat> now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, 
according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and the Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So I'm Janine and I'm a member of Camborne Church and I'm also one of Chris's students at the Light Project and I'm also uh, the Church Partnerships Manager for Compassion UK. And I've come this morning to say thank you. Thank you so much. You sponsor, as a church, 13 children. And we're going to celebrate that um, a bit later um, <clears throat> in, my, in my message. And I've also come with real excitement at the Bible passages that um, uh, I've been um, given to talk to you about. Um, as Chris has said, we're going to be looking at how heaven touches earth through the church we're going to be exploring the awesomeness of church, that it is the bride of Christ. It's the body through which God reveals his kingdom. And we can spend a few moments thinking of the thousands of hours that churches spend around the world and the Christians within those churches bringing heaven to earth through food banks, through um, Christians Against Poverty, through beautiful cafes that, that share fellowship in the week, and through the Ministry of Compassion. The church is the body of believers where heaven is revealed on earth. So in Ephesians 2, we are reassured of our oneness and peace in Christ. God sent his son to dwell in all of us, and we're going to look a little bit about what that means. And in Ephesians 3, Paul is shining a light on the centrality and the importance and the wonder of church. And I suppose the question is, as God's church, how do we demonstrate he lives in us? So as I've been praying about the passages and, um, and thinking about um, being with you this morning... What kept resonating around my head was, so here I stand before you and I feel that I may be in way over my head. So here I stand before you and I feel like I may be in way over my head. Have any of you felt like that before? Have you felt like that this week? You're nodding. Yeah. Maybe you felt like that. Maybe um, a new job opportunity has come up. Maybe you've got to look at... Um, different financial situations in your life and, and, and try and tackle those. Um, maybe you've got a, um, an obstinate grandchild that keeps coming to visit and you really love them, but you can't bear the behaviour and you're just not feeling that you're the one who's able to intervene. Maybe there's things happening in your church or in your communities um, that, that, that you're not happy with and you're thinking, oh, I'd really like to do something about that, but I feel like I'm in way over my head. For me, um, <clears throat> when I was in my life group this week, and I was um, praying about speaking to you on Sunday, I was really fearful that all I had to bring to you was rags, and there's so many people here who have diamonds to bring to you. Also on Tuesday, I was thinking when I was in um, Chris's Lighthouse Cafe, which is a beautiful cafe in Great Grandson that runs on a Tuesday, and it really is um, a space where heaven touches earth, and I have the privilege of serving there when I can. And on Tuesday, um, unbeknownst to me, I became the head barista 
Although I told someone earlier, the barrister, and they were like, what sort of cafe is that? And I was like, and I was the head barista, and I had lots of people, amazing, beautiful people, requesting exotic drinks like coconut almond lattes and mochas. I mean, everyone knows there's chocolate in mocha, but is that syrup? What am I going to do? What do I put in it? And what the, 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 the thing about being in over my head is, is that part of being there is about showing that we are immeasurably more, that we are different, that we respond with love. So even though I'd only had an hour's sleep the night before because I was writing one of the Light Project essays, I had to just have real peace and just show real love as I was trying to multitask. And we all know sometimes that's difficult, isn't it? And um, <clears throat> what's, what I'm going to reveal is, is that you and I are not alone in this. Sometimes in the hubbub of life, the challenges of screen time for children, of the, 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 the um, discord of Brexit, inequality, disease, illness, heartbreak, it's possible to forget that we are called to be more. I think the fundamental truth of baptism is that God is calling us to be his church. That may involve doing, but first and foremost, Christ is calling us to be his church. How often do we feel not worthy to be part of the church? How often do people feel that they have nothing to offer? But still, God calls us all as we are, because our creator, God, our creator, God fashioned us to have a place in his body, which is the church, all of us. So in Paul's letter to Ephesus, he says in the Message um, Bible, so here I am preaching and writing about things that are way over my head, the inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. So we are not alone we are, if we would only be open to it, out of our depth in God's immeasurably more life that is more than we can even imagine. So today is about opening our hearts to be able to step into that immeasurably more life, not just as individuals, but as God's family, his church, God's church, supporting one another to be immeasurably more in Christ, to go out and build his kingdom. In a moment, I brought something um, to use to celebrate with you about um, what we are doing as a church to step into that space created by the Holy Spirit of immeasurably more life, to celebrate how you've bridged the gap between north and south, between east and west, between the rich and the poor, between the educated and uneducated, between those people who have hope and those people who don't, through your decision to step out and partner with children living in a small village in Kasumu, just near Uganda, who have only ever known hopelessness and transformed their lives. And also through the many more immeasurable, immeasurably more things that our church does. And we can really rejoice in that. We're doing so much in our community. So Ephesians 2 is all about unity. The devil divides and Jesus unites. The scheme of the enemy since the beginning has been to divide, division of Jew and Gentile. The enemy loves to divide families, marriages, neighborhoods, cities, and even churches. Remember what Jesus said, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand, a church divided against itself will not stand. When you see division, you see the beginning of the end. And division comes in all sorts of ways. In our society, we think of racial division, 
division amongst, uh, between the genders, um, between young and old. But the church of Jesus will not stand if we don't fight with all our might to bridge that division. We've got to get this right. As the enemy wants to divide and destroy. I've been working for Care and Passion for about three years now, and I was really moved and slightly mystified when I first heard this story. But you know the tsunami that happened not many years ago, didn't it? And um, it devastated Indonesia. And I was actually, I'd actually had the privilege of spending some time on one of the islands that now no longer exists. It's completely sunk. And um, one of my colleagues was telling me that Compassion was working in one of the villages in Indonesia, and um, the mosque was flattened by the tsunami the mosque, and Compassion, who only work with the local church, we work with 8,000 churches in the developing world, um, and Compassion with the church decided we're going to rebuild that mosque because that's what that community wanted. That's what that community needed, and that community has never forgotten that the church stepped in to build the mosque, and it's that kind of radical almost nonsensical, immeasurably more life that we are being called to live. Thank you for daring to be immeasurably more. I stand here not in my strength, but with an open heart, wanting to be filled up with the Holy Spirit, to be empowered to live the life that God has designed for me. Not the one I imagine, because it is beyond that. And you have dared to be immeasurably more by sponsoring we read in Isaiah about how God delights in rewriting stories. And as Christians, we have the most amazing privilege to be part of that. And if we go to the um, PowerPoint, um, you can see that in the, the next slide. Amazing. Um, that you sponsor 13 children. When I was here last year, um, you moved and, and, and reached out your hand to 13 children who are living in one project in Kenya. And on the next slide, um, yeah, they're all in Kenya. And the next one. And over the last year, you have sent um, 25 letters between you. So you've received 13 letters from your beneficiaries. That's pretty amazing, actually. Normally, we receive loads more letters than we send. So I'm seriously <coughs> impressed. We've got some great letter writers here. That's amazing. And um, <clears throat> you've, um, oh, no, 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 sorry. No, oh, eight letters we've sent. So sorry, there's been 25 letters, and we've sent eight. So we could do a bit more. But um, that, that, that's often the tricky one. But the letters are really, really important. I've been there when children have received their letters, and you see them visibly grow in front of you as they read that someone thousands of miles away is saying that they're praying for them, is telling them about their life, and is asking them questions. So if we move to the next slide, um, you sponsor seven girls and six boys. And the next slide. And um, <clears throat> over the last 12 months, more than 2,229 hours have been spent by the children at the project um, in Kenya. So they've gone there um, as well as going to school and um, received support, um, emotional support, support with their education. Um, a minimum of 557 meals has been provided. They've had at least 12 medical checks and they've been given 16 Bibles. And if you go to the next slide. And over the last 12 months, individuals in this church, through their sponsorship, have given almost 5,000 pounds and that's £5,000 that we won't have, Ross, in our main, our main finances. It's not money that we're seeing. But this is money that you um, are giving to Compassion. And we are so grateful for that. And on top of that, you've given three additional gifts. So if we move to the next slide. And these are the 13 children who have been given hope. 
because of individuals in this church. And I've come to say thank you. Thank you for doing something that is really, really amazing. And just to briefly share, um, you'll know many of you that I've got a little boy called Wilbur and a little girl called Millie. And we happen to sponsor a little Wilberforce and a little Millicent in Kenya. And um, <clears throat> I was driving to a large Proclaimers church where I was going to speak, and um, a large Hillsong church where I was going to speak. And to be honest, I was feeling quite um, nervous. And um, I really felt God say to me as I was driving there, Janine, you need to sponsor another child. And I remember thinking, oh, for goodness sake, I can't be thinking about that now. <laughs> really? But I'd been given an extra day's work at Compassion, and I kind of shelved it. And then three, three weeks later, I'm at a really lovely a Baptist church in Bishop Stortford. And I'm praying for the children I brought for them to sponsor. And the third child down is called Janine. And she's spelt the same way as I'm spelt, my name's spelt, which is a bit unusual. So I stepped into that. It doesn't make any sense that I should be sponsoring three children, given my finances. But actually, it's about being called to be immeasurably more and then seeing and trusting that God takes care of that. Obviously, we need to be good stewards of our money. But sometimes we don't realize what we can do. So, if we look at Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now, to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And I suppose the question is, is how can we read Paul's letter to Ephesus and glimpse the lavish love and future that God has for us and, and continue to live a beige life as so many Christians do, rather than a life filled with purpose and vision. Many of us float from Sunday to Sunday with my, without making any difference to those around us. I know so many of us are not doing that. But even when we're not, do you not sometimes ask yourself, about wanting a life to be more, wanting your life to be more about more. As we stand here in 2018, as you take a breath, take one breath in and breathe out. In 2018, a child under the age of five dies needlessly somewhere in the world just because they're living in poverty. That's 2018. I'm a child of the 70s. I thought in 2018 we we're going to be climb, you know, flying around the world in little rockets, our own little personal rockets. You know, 2018 seemed really futuristic. How can we be living in 2018? And 800 million people still live in poverty. How is that possible? And I suppose the question is, imagine if you dare to step into that immeasurably more life and open your heart to God's prompting today. What is the Holy Spirit prompting you to do? What division is he asking you to heal? What position is he asking you to step into? Because what you have to offer is precious, even if you don't see that. Who is he calling you to pray for? Who is he calling you to stop in the street and ask if they're okay? What is he calling you to do? Thank you so much to all of those of you who have sponsored a child. Let's just take a moment to imagine if we all reached out our hand to a child who is living in poverty. What a difference we could make in this world. Compassion currently sponsors almost 2 million children. That's 2 million children 
who are being shown God's love. And those two million children are going all the way up to university or a vocational course. And 75% of those two million children are returning to their communities and taking up positions of leadership. Thanks to you, they're changing the world and bringing God's immeasurable love to their communities. So just as I close, returning to Ephesians, God sent his only son to show us how heaven can touch earth, to overcome the age-old division between Jews and Gentiles. Jesus showed us that miracles can happen, and sometimes the miracles can be simply that we've been able to overcome and receive peace, but the miracle didn't happen. Where are you going to position yourself today? Are you prepared to move into the possibility of that immeasurably more life that we're called as Christians to live, where division can be overcome, where the impossible can be possible, where Jesus unites and the devil can't divide? Are you prepared to come to church with a heart ready to hear from God, ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then carry that immeasurably more life that lives within you out into your communities in the week? in the weekdays, not just on Sundays. It's really simple. As a, a girl in year seven reminded me this week through a painting that I was given, it's really simple. We just need to open our hearts and follow Jesus. And I think that's what Paul is telling us in this letter. I thank you so much. And if we just finish with Paul's prayer, my response is to get down on my knees before the Father this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask him, strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth Test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything. You know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working with us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus Glory all the generations. Glory through all millennia. Amen. And if any of you want to find out more about the child that you sponsor or are interested in sponsoring another child, come and speak to me at the end. I've brought more children from Kenya who are looking for someone to reach their hand out to them. Thank you. <laughs>